This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... And I'll bet you're all thinking that this is a replay of a previous show, because this is, after all, the um, 4th of July holiday. But this is live. We, we've, I've, I've managed to find myself an awesome, awesome guest who is going to be with us here in just a second. But first, I'm sorry, Nathan, that you have to work today. It's okay, and we're just going to prove it's not a replay by both changing our shirts. You're wearing a bright-colored orange, and, of course, I got a different shirt on as well. I know. It's it's not my normal fare, but my normal fare is in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we know you wash it, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, once every blue moon, you know, because if, if sometimes all you get stains on it and stuff. But in any event... Um, it's great to have you see you, Nathan. And what do you got planned for the 4th of July? Uh, not too much. I got a border collie who is pretty uneasy when it comes to fireworks and booms and other explosions. So uh, we're just going to be making sure that she stays, you know, upbeat and encourage positive behavior during the whole ordeal. And uh, yeah, hopefully she can make it through just fine this year. Now, do you do any uh, anything to kind of help calm her down at all? Uh, I just try to reinforce positive behavior. You know, when a boom or explosion goes off, just have a treat ready to go and be happy and make a positive out of it rather than, you know, trying to say, oh, you little poor thing and really try to give her, you know, emphasize a good experience. That's a good idea. I hadn't, hadn't thought of that. I had a border collie for like 15 years mm-hmm. and they... They're very sensitive. To oh, they are. Because being a herding dog, I mean, all, you know, five senses are on all five cylinders at the same time, all the time. <laughs> they're, they're wonderful animals, but I highly encourage them. But if you're going to get a Border Collie, make sure that you've got a lot, a lot of places to run. Yes, you better be an active person as well. Either I that tell or you, you better have a really big backyard. Exactly. Well, I, my border collie and I, what we would do is there's a there was a golf course near us, uh, the part three, mm-hmm. and we I would take a a racket ball racket yeah. and a golf ball, and I would hit that thing as hard as I could, and he would chase it down and he'd bring it back, and and we did that you know until he dropped. Yeah, uh, which seven. is a long time, probably. My arm about fell off, so. <laughs> You know, but in in any event, I love I love those dogs. But but it's not fair if you get a border collie and then you expect it to be a house dog. It just doesn't work. They are very sweet as long as you can keep them active. Yes, and the other thing that I would like to say is the Fourth of July. Obviously, is tomorrow. Save a couple hundred dollars and go to a. Um, one of the uh, uh, public events, and don't buy fireworks that you can burn your neighbor's house down with. And if you live in a Renton area, the Gene Coulon Park display is not going to be happening this year, sadly. But there are plenty others around, like in Bellevue or Seattle or Lake Union, that you can go to as well. 
Do we know why they're not doing it this year? I just know they're doing some sort of construction on the North Bridge, which kind of confuses me because at that point, there is not as much traffic or places for people to congregate anyway. So uh, there might be something going on. I'm speculating, but, you know, they might just be using the bridge as an excuse. But, you know, uh, who knows? Well, I'm real excited because we're going to have fireworks right here on the show today. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, excuse me for a moment while I get these uh, queued up. Oh, you got something queued up? <laughs> yeah, I got a little fireworks we can play right now. Everybody, happy 4th of July tomorrow. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I really, I really appreciate it. And the gal that we have with us today, she's the founder of something called the Sage Method, which we are going to talk about. She is a psychic medium. She has written a book called Cracking Open the Adventures of a Reluctant Medium. She's been working for 15 years to help people connect to their authentic, natural, intuitive abilities. So I want you to think about having your two intuitive abilities strengthened, Nathan. So we're going to talk to her right now. And uh, and her her name is Isabel. <laughs> That's not fair. As complicated as it looks, it's one of the names that both me and you have gotten correct, Kevin. Isabel Maxwell. Isabel Maxwell. But we're just going to call her Bo. Because uh, that works for me even better. So, uh, Isabel, how are you? Isabel. I am fantastic. Is, 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 <laughs> yeah, probably for short. Yep. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here, and thank you for taking part time out of your holiday to be here. And you're also doing two things that I hate. About I don't particularly like uh, the Fourth of July anymore, and I'm I'm not fond of moving. And you're doing both mm -hmm. at the same time. I, too, am not a big fan of the 4th of July. Uh, and <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that I know that are just, it's just not my groove. And so I did. I chose the weekend to move into a new house. <laughs> you know, there are people that would tell me, well, I'm glad you're moving into a new house. And I'm glad that that's, that's an exciting time. And there are people that there are people that would tell me, well, if it's the Fourth of July, it's Independence Day. You should be really happy about it. But I had a uh, situation happen years ago um, where I witnessed a suicide on the Fourth of July. So it has not been um, a, a a awesome day for me because I felt so sorry for him and his family and and um, and the whole thing. So one of these days I'll I'll tell that story on the air, but not today. We've got better things to okay. talk about. And, that uh, is a that's a spiritual witnessing moment that stays with you for your yeah the remainder of your life. So I hear that. Yeah, and it, it was a tough it was a tough moment in time, but uh, oh, yeah. but that's but those but those those sadly in our world those things happen. But um, mm -hmm. I would much rather talk about what we're going to talk about, which is strengthening strengthening your intuitive abilities and your development, so that you can lead your life and utilize the tools and gifts that the other side gives us. Does that make sense? Yep, that's spot on. I was talking to someone earlier today and they said, how would you sum up what you're doing in kind of a nutshell? And I said, I am 
the person who is bringing intuition back kind of down to earth and bringing it back into that more natural state of being. And that's really kind of my calling. I love that because I, I too agree with you that, that talking about energy, talking about intuitive abilities, which is just energy and all the things that go with it are things that we need to take the, what do they, what do they call it? The woo woo out of it. Because <laughs> no woo woo, no guru. Yeah. <laughs> no worry. I, I like that very much um, because it's, it doesn't make any sense, uh, at least in my world, because it is real. I've, I've been, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be impressed, Miss Maxwell. You know what I did today? What'd you do today? I made a movie and the movie. Oh. Yes. I made a, a whole movie and, and uh, um, it's about uh, life after death. And so it's about nice. the, the experiences that we go through immediately right after we pass. And I've been doing this like you. You've been doing this for, for forever. And I've been um, working with the psychic mediums and, and, um, um, and other folks and energy workers and healers and shamans and stuff for a very long time. And you know what I found? I, I'm sure that you, well, let me ask you. Do you find that everybody's got a commonality to the stories they tell about how they believe that we are here and where we go and all that kind of stuff um, that are of a certain mindset? For the most part, for the most part, you do find individuals who are following a path where, you know, once death happens, it's done. It's absolutely done. And there's nothing that happens after that. But even the skeptics that I've met over the years, because I'm a former skeptic myself as well. I was skeptic until I was about 32. And even the skeptics I meet today will kindly say, well, I don't believe in any of that. And they will always follow it up with, but there was this one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that for them. I love, because I had that as a skeptic too. Well, there was this one time. And so we all have these experiences. Um, I have yet to meet, you know, a skeptic that purely has never had any sort of experience. They usually, you know, talk about it. I've often wondered why someone would be a skeptic. And especially I have a relative that says not, you know what, when you're dead, you're dead. And it's like, but then what's the point of any of this? Uh, what's the point of, of living? What's the point of trying to do a good job and, and, and stuff? It doesn't, it, it, for me, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and I'm sure for you, it, I know people that talk to you about that, but it doesn't, can, it doesn't make any sense to you? It doesn't at this point. And if I had to define my skepticism early on, it was a lack of interest to be, I wasn't, I wasn't against it. I wasn't fighting for it. I thought that was interesting. You go have that conversation in the corner of a coffee shop. I'm going to go over here and do some accounting. So it wasn't that I was actively going against it. But once it opened up and, you know, I actually needed a significant level of proof to get myself to open up to 
what this possibly is. I mean, I have a degree in mathematics. I, you know, it's science was my thing. One plus one equals two. And there was nothing else in the world. So I needed, I needed the proof. And once I got that proof, there was really no turning back. And it's, then it all clicked. The more I learned, the more I was like, oh, that makes sense then as to why we do this or what free will is, or, you know, you know, what the whole reason is why we're down here. It makes sense now. It it does indeed. And I've, I've been party to probably roughly three or 400 readings uh, that people have done, including John Edward, who read my, who read my sister and my sister forgot her husband's name is Roger. Um, but that's a story. <laughs> that happens. That it happens does. in sessions. Yes, it, it it does. And uh, but when even when I first started, there was a gal that uh, I sent a friend to do a reading with her because we were going to have her on the show that we were doing at the time that was called Spirit Talk. And she said she was talking to him, and he didn't understand the reference. She didn't understand the reference, and the reference was this that. Um, your grandfather's talking about something that has to do with, um, liquor and a bathtub. Would you, do you have any idea what that is? And he said, no. So this guy went home and he talks to his mom and says, during the uh, prohibition, my grand, my father was, he created bathtub gin. And unless you, yeah, so it was, that is awesome. It was one of those things. It was like, now the, how in, how in the world, because she didn't know the reference. He didn't know the reference. How in the world should she come up with that? And it actually turned out to be accurate. I can't. Here's the thing. You get into this world where all of a sudden you start having these experiences where you literally hear yourself say, you can't even make this up. Like that came through and you have enough experiences like that. Yeah. I try to tell people it it is not necessarily like what you see on television, what you do see on television for, um, you know, not the fictional stuff, but the reality stuff that's really happening, but they edit that down. So an entire hour is down to the five, you know, most intense minutes Um, So, so I tell people when you go to go get a reading, it's not going to be those types of hits, you know, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for 60 seconds or 60 minutes. You're not going to have 60 hits like that, but you are going to have five, six, seven hits where you think, how could that person have known, you know, or as the reader, you have those hits and you, (laughs) you wrap up a session and go, you just can't make this up. You you know, one of my favorites was, it was very early on when I was struggling with doubt because doubt is something that I, I work with people on because there's, there's really a physical component to doubt. You know, your body has the synapses in your brain have habits of firing in certain directions. And so doubt is not something that we should really kind of come down on ourselves for. It's something that we really need to address. So this is a habit that we've been in for a while. So we need to shift the habit. And when I was going through that very early on as a professional reader, I remember doing a reading 
and it was for um, the woman that was that was there living. Her grandmother came through and was holding this little white dog and was feeding this white dog uh, green beans. Like I was trying to think of a lentil, but it's green beans. And I remember as the reader, still relatively new, nervous to even say this because this felt really out of the norm. But I did. I said it. I said it to the sitter, to the person I was doing the reading for, and I said, "You have your grandmother's coming through feeding a white dog green beans," and she was like, "Yes, that was her dog, and that was the treat she gave her." And I remember going home thinking, "You can't make this stuff up. Like that's there's that's just mind blowing on some level." So, you know, it happens. And how do you go back from that? You just it's not natural to go back from that. Well, there was a point in time, as you said, that you were a skeptic, and then you saw you got some proof. Could you tell us that story of how of how all of that happened and you went from being a skeptic to being one of the leading spiritual coaches in the intuitive development in the world? Absolutely. It was and I I, I laugh at this story now because it, it was a big impact and it was delivered by my grandmother who had just passed away. And she knows me well enough to know she needs to hit hard uh, in order to get me to listen because I was pretty stubborn. (laughs) But I was, like I said, I was 32. My grandmother was in hospice. I had already gone to visit her and returned home. Um, I was a couple thousand miles away from her when she passed. I was on the phone with family. That was the most present I could be at the time. And she passed. I remember hanging up the phone. It was the middle of the afternoon. And I walked out into the living area and told my family, you know, here it is. It happened. And she was like my mom. So it was it was very crushing. My family went to the grocery store to super lovingly get me, you know, wine and chocolate. And I was alone. <laughs> they were like, we're going to support you the best way we know how. So three boys, you know, go and get wine and chocolate. And I'm standing in my living room trying to decide because I'm a Taurus, I'm a type A, I'm very driven. And I'm like, I'm going to get plane tickets. I'm going to numb myself and just dive into this, you know, strategy of how to get there. And, and she showed up in my living room, 70% solid, uh, about 70% solid. And she was right in front of me. And I, cause I know a lot of us, we have these experiences out of the corner of our eyes, but she was right in front of me, almost completely solid oddly standing sideways and she turned and looked at me smiled winked and then left and it was um it was frightening i'm gonna be uh, direct about it because to go from that's not real and growing up watching all the horror movies and things like this it was a very shocking event i collected myself (laughs) thought this isn't real. I'm making it up. It's grief. I went to bed. I I woke up the next morning and my husband at the time said, uh, I had the weirdest dream about your grandmother. It was really, really, really vivid. Like I was there and she was wearing, and then he proceeded to tell me the exact outfit she was wearing that I saw on her the day before. And I went, okay, that's spooky. And that's when I confessed, this is what happened to me yesterday. So he, you know, initially thought I was crazy. I decided I was as well. And then I, out of grief, you know, honestly, out of grief, I said, well, I'm going to scientifically explore this just in case this is real. 
because I just didn't want to lose her. And I I proceeded for, it was three or four months uh, before I could see her or communicate with her again. I could feel her, but I didn't, I didn't go right back into that because I was so skeptic. One guy that I knew, this is how far, (laughs) Kevin, this is how far out of the spiritual realms I was. I only knew one person and I didn't even really know him. He was a Tai Chi instructor that I had done some business with. And I remember going to him at the time completely inconsiderate now that I look back on it. And I went back to him and I said, hey, you're the weirdest person I know. Can you help me? And he just, he, he laughed and he loved me through it. This is a saint. This man is a saint. And he was like, absolutely. I now know that that was really out of touch, Bo. But he did. He showed me how to do yes and no intuition in communicating with a spirit. And I use that. One day, three, four months later, I remember feeling the sensation of her being around, sensing that she was around and saying out loud in my car, all by myself, running errands. I said, here's the deal, grandma. I have two children to raise. I don't think this is real. I, I'm going to need to get some help. So you're going to have to just really help me out here or I have to walk away from this because it was kind of tormenting, really, uh, trying to believe in something that I thought wasn't real. And shortly after she came through, she I felt her. I did the pendulum. Yes and no questions took me 20 minutes to get the following message. Your, your mother's going to reach out for financial assistance from you, but you're not going to be the one to help her. Now, 20 minutes to get it because that's yes and no, right? You got to narrow it down. Who are you talking about? What's it about? And I said, good. This is detailed enough that when it doesn't happen, I can let all this nonsense go. A couple hours later, still running errands, my mom calls and says, hun. And now this was this was years ago. So we didn't have smartphones. And uh, we had cell phones, just we didn't have online banking. And she said, I need you to go to your bank, get cash, drive it over to my bank and deposit it for me. I said, no problem, mom. I'll do that. I went to my bank, got some cash. I'm driving to her bank thinking to myself, she's an accountant. This, this, this has happened. This is, I'm still making it up. And I got to her bank, stopped in the parking lot. She called again and said, hey, don't worry about it. My friend wired the money. It's all taken care of. And she had never had a friend help her. It was always me. And so that was the day that I never looked back. I said, thank you. That's what I needed. And then it just went on from there. When you think about that, and you think about the 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 manner in which that happened for you, um, did it surprise you? Was it was it really shocking to you for for because you were a mathematician, and so you <laughs> you were a very scientific brain, and a lot of they have trouble getting their their head around <laughs> that concept that there's something that out there that we don't understand that we can't see, but it couldn't be real. Yeah. 100% says the math person, 100%. That's good humor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I sat in that parking lot for a very long time because that was a shift in my reality that I didn't feel at the time. I didn't feel like I had signed up for. Uh, it came with a whole boatload of what do I do? What will people think? Uh, what is what it, it even came with the concept of losing that mental shield that if spirits are real, 
then when I lock my front door at night, that's not necessarily really keeping everyone out. So there was a lot of transition that I went through. I literally got a therapist and said, I really hope you're open to this because I am, I got to figure out what I'm doing. And I met with a therapist for two years to try to, you know, step into this because <laughs> I was stepping in blind. And then I, I remember finally connecting with my first spirit guide and not even knowing what that was and then learning from him what that was. I was so secretive about this in the beginning because I was so scared about what people would think of me because I came from such a judgmental world that I didn't even want to tell people about this. So he was the one, my spirit guide was the one that taught me all about spirituality, all about metaphysics, all about how intuition works. And then he, he helped me open up mine. And then humorously, a couple of years later said to me, Hey, I'm, I'm proving that if you can do it, anyone can go out and teach people how to do this. And that's how I got to where I am today. That's a heck of a story. Thank you. It, thus there's the book (laughs) the book book is the first two years if you want to read a very honest open book about that kind of a transition that's exactly what the book is (laughs) and the name of the book is cracking open adventures of a a reluctant medium um because you know then and that's the thing i but i want to implore everybody if you are open to anything uh, especially when you have a, a relative that is that is ill or perhaps on their deathbed, uh, pay attention, pay attention to what they do, pay attention to what they feel, and what uh, I'm, I'm giving you an example from. And this is because this is after I did positive talk originally, and my father got very sick. He had um, lung cancer. He had cancer surgery, and then he he caught a or caught he had a stroke, and. Uh, and so the stroke progressed and he had a brain bleed and he, and so it got to the point where he couldn't speak. He couldn't swallow. He couldn't, his right arm, he, he couldn't move it. He couldn't move his hand. He could move his arm. And, but he wasn't coherent. And so my sister and I were standing by his bed. And because I had this before and I've, seen, I've had talked to people that if this has happened to, he was lying there incoherently babbling at the corner of the of the ceiling to the room and raising his arm and his hand was limp and he was talking in whatever he could muster out of his face to talk to somebody and my sister who doesn't believe in any of this stuff was like who the heck are you talking to and i said i think he's talking to grandma and he's talking to the people that are coming t- to take him with them back to uh, back home. And, yes. and he and subsequently, four days later, he passed away, which I'm told now is very normal for somebody that is that is on their deathbed is that they're going to be touched by people who have gone before and they're there to comfort you and to bring you safely back home. Um, and you're nodding, so apparently you agree with me. I one, yeah, I'm stuck on the 100 at this point. But yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. Especially when they're non-communicative, it's uh, they are way more open to what is 
actually around them. We think of the spiritual realms as being somewhere else that we go to, when in reality, this, this agreed upon reality is built within source. So it's all here. It's just in between the molecules. It's not something that we are physically laying our eyes on. And so yes, it is very common. And I can relate slightly and now this makes sense as to why my grandmother was so cheeky when she came through. I visited her a week or two before she passed and I was able to travel and be by her bedside and she was napping and woke up, look at the, looked at the end of the verb bed. Now, now, mind you, this experience hadn't happened to me yet. So I was just a human visiting my human grandmother and she woke up, she looked toward the end of her bed and her sister, which was her absolute best friend who had passed a couple of years earlier, was Joyce. My grandmother in hospice woke up, looked at the end of the bed and said, not now, Joyce, and then went back to bed. And I remember thinking, okay, that just gave me the heebie-jeebies. And I remember telling the family members, like, it was super funny, like, she's yelling at Joyce. And, and then, you know, a couple days later, she's standing in my living room, probably laughing at me. Like, thanks for laughing at me. Now I'm laughing at you. And it was, it, but I have heard so many people who have witnessed that. And I've heard, you know, what's really great. I have heard, and this warms my heart. I've heard so many hospice uh, workers who, even if they're restricted by typical regulations, so many of them who have supported family members by helping them understand this may be real. So let's just support them in their, in their journey. Let's not confuse them anymore. Let's just say, yep, yep, Joy, yep, Joyce, not now, Joyce. You know, like, let's just support them in this journey. <laughs> so it's, it's out there. It's just not talked about as much as we would like quite yet. Which is one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show, which is yeah. I like because it's important in my mind, it's important that we understand the totality of everything that's out there. And, and the only way that we're going to know, know that is to experience it like you did. And it's important, by the way, we need to take a break. We're talking with Bo Maxwell and she is the founder of the Sage method. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Sage method, by the way, you can go to the sage method.com. We're going to talk about, the sage method about the sage circle and all the things that you're doing to bring humanity together. I just love the work that you're doing. You're listening to positive talk radio right here on KKNW 1150 AM. We'll be right back. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called social entrepreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, 
You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome everybody to Positive Talk Radio. We've got a great guest for you today. And you know, I got to tell you, Bo, it just, it sucks that I've only got an hour to play with you because there's so much to talk about. We so could many. talk for hours. We really yeah. could. We really we could. could. Yep. About all kinds of things that, that uh, are there to help people. And you have taken it upon yourself to help people understand their intuition, to grow within that, and also to work together with like-minded people, which is the Sage Circle. Talk about all of what you're doing these days. Well, the two big pieces for me is the Sage Method, which is the intuitive development course that somebody you know could take to open up their natural intuitive channel. And the other thing, and that was more. That one falls more in the line of I was instructed to do that by my guides. I've been teaching that since like 2007, 2008, something like that. My heart project, however, is the Sage Circle, which is a global online spiritual community. And the reason I created that a couple of years back was I didn't have anyone to talk to about this. I had all these things happening where I would begin the sentence with this might sound weird, but and then I would try to like find people I could talk to. And it was a real struggle. And there's a there's an isolation that you feel. There's a loneliness when you're having these experiences and you're already trying to navigate through what was that or why did that happen or is this really going on or how do I do this again? And when I started to build community a couple of years after I was teaching uh, I realized how important that was. I mean, it was just, it was vital because there are people all over the world who might not have someone in their immediate circle, but they do still need to connect with others who they're safe with, who will love them unconditionally and who accept them in on the path that they're on. Uh, that's another thing that I'm pretty adamant about when it comes to my spiritual community is Everyone's on their own path and one path isn't right. One path isn't wrong. We're all just loving each other on our journeys. And each journey is special um, yes. for, for each one of us. And it is, I believe it is by divine guidance. Your plan before you came here was to do whatever it is that you're here to do. And many of us don't 
stop and say, why am I here and what am I here to do? And that's, that's what happened to me was I, I came to a point where I was like, okay, I got the house. I got the job. I got the kids. I got the wife. I got the dog. I got the cat. Why am I really here? Um, and I couldn't figure it out. And so I went down this path and I have got so many examples of Bo that, that I can't, I can't even, and I'm, I'm sure you do the same. I can't even begin to explain how some of the things that have happened in my life, both good and bad have happened but they've all been there for a reason and by design. Um, and, but the one thing that I'm really happy about what you're doing is it is hard to find people who you don't have to say, now stop me if you think I'm weird, but. <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I was laying in bed and a giant beetle came down through the ceiling. What is that? So yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting too. Uh, also, when you have community, there's a couple things that can happen, uh, especially if you have a community that is empowering you to have your own direct connection to your source, your uh, higher self. You know, when you have community, not only is your path amplified because you know that you're supported, uh, manifesting amplifies because you're you're hearing stories and you're also supporting others. So you're more present in it. And this energy is in your energetic field more often. And as a result of it, your path becomes more clear. I find that to be really, really, really important. Also, some of the fear is removed from your path because I, I was a joke. It was a joking example of, Oh, I'm laying there in a, in a giant like transparent beetle came through my ceiling. I'm actually giving you an example of something that happened originally with me. My first thought is I'm crazy. This is, I'm hallucinating. This is, you know, and then I met with this spiritual group and said, what is this? And they said, well, beetle represents this and this and this. And I went, that could not be more spot on. That was the exact message I needed to get. And then I learned that some of these things are happening for us, for mother earth to give us direction or spirit to give us direction and that it's not scary, it's okay. And that, <laughs> I think that that's a big deal. And, you know, we do have situations where someone can be under such duress or trauma that their brains can play tricks on them. That is possible. But nobody's talking about all of the other 99% of the time situations where somebody just has an interaction with an animal or with spirit or something like this and helping them to know you're okay. I love, I love stories like that because, and I've had quite a few of them on the air. Cause I've, I've interviewed, you know, I've interviewed like 2000 people since I started doing this. Yeah. I love it. I've been doing, I'm doing a lot of it. And one of them for, for really recently, and she's going to be on again. She was at four o'clock in the morning. She always gets up at uh, five and, but at four o'clock in the morning, she hears this male voice saying, it's time to write. And so, yeah. And so she, she wakes up out of the, out of the sleep and looks around and she actually gets out of bed and goes, looks in the bathroom and in the living room to make sure that there's nobody there because she swore she heard a voice. And so then she has to call her analyst and say, I think I need help because I think I'm broken. 
And <laughs> so the next day she wakes up at four o'clock. No. So she, she sits down and, and the, her therapist says, well, are you following the instructions? Are you writing? And so she grabbed, she grabbed a journal. She sat down, lit a candle and started writing. She wrote for an hour at five o'clock that whatever was inspiring her turned off and she couldn't yeah. write anymore until the next day at 4 a.m. She spent 18 months at four, between four and 5 a.m. every day, holidays, Christmas, everything, uh, writing a book. And now she's got four books coming out in, in, in four months. And I believe them to be divinely inspired, but that's, that's just me. But, but that happens. You, you've in your circle, people talk about stuff like that, don't they? All the time. And that's, what's so beautiful about the community is that you can, you can say, you know, this happened to me. And some things are, you know, when you open up to a spiritual path, some things really are incredibly deep, incredibly moving. And you do have these very powerful experiences, but truth be told, being open intuitively means incorporating it into your day-to-day -day life. It means listening when the voice comes through at 4 a.m. And, and, and allowing that guidance, we walk through our life, Kevin going, if I just knew which way to go, or if I just knew what, what to do. And now here you're showing an, a perfect example of here you go. <laughs> Listen, because this is exactly what you have to do. And this is exactly how it's going to flow. I, one of my favorite stories when, when someone says, Oh, this is all special right now. It's about life. It's about uh, thriving on this human path. And one of my favorite stories is I had this old beater car. It was a sob from like 19. I was like, it was like a 20 year old sob. Someone yeah. gave me for free. Let's put this into perspective. Somebody gave me this car for free. And I had this like rock solid belief that it would never break down. And that worked for like a year. But I had gotten myself so convinced of this that when I was at a stoplight one day on my way to an appointment and I heard a voice say, the car's going to break down out of nowhere, I went, no, it's not. Like I wanted to argue because I was so proud that this old beater car was invincible. And then I went, wait, practice what you preach and what you teach. So let's listen to this. And I looked out my window, there was a mechanic on the corner and I went, well, that's convenient. So instead of continuing straight, I took a right, went into the mechanic's parking lot, parked the car to turn around, and it died in the parking spot. And I went, okay, there it is. That's, that is a, that's an example I'm going to use forever on listening. And I went in and I said, I don't know what's wrong. It broke down. And they brought it in right away because go figure, the person that was going to come in didn't. So they were like, well, we have time brought it in, came out with a little piece of plastic and said, this little piece of plastic broke. That'll be like $2.95. Have a nice day. And I got back on the road. And I'm, and again, we're all the way back to it, Kevin. Can't make that up. Like I'm driving to my appointment going, what just happened? But that's what it is. That's what it means to live intuitively. And believing what you're hearing. And believing what Listening. you're hearing. Listening, listening. Yeah. I, I get that all the time. I'll, I'll uh, get ready to get into my car and my cell phone is here and it'll say, don't forget your cell phone. I used to say, I'll, I don't need my cell phone. I'm just going down to the grocery store. I now turn around and get my cell phone. 
because mm-hmm. there's a reason why somebody is saying that to me. And then, and, and it's important. It's important that you listen because there is somebody, and, and you know, and a lot of people, well, not a, I, I don't know about how many people, but uh, there, there are people that would say, nobody's there to support me. Nobody cares about me. I'm all by myself. I got nothing. I got nothing. That's not true. Everybody's got yeah. somebody that's there to support them. And, and that's why your work is so important is because you can help people understand that that's the reality, not the I'm poor as me. I'm all by myself. I'm a victim. Nobody loves me. Da, 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 da. You're just making all that stuff up rather than I'm I've got I've got my team. I, I, I vision my team as being uh, in a, um, a boardroom up there and they're, and they're calling people in and out. And they're saying, we need this from here and we need to go this and then we're going to shape this and we're going to do this. And that's that's how it works for me. Um, so when something good happens, I say thank you to nobody. I else. love that. <laughs> I love, yours is a boardroom. Mine's a teacher's lounge. So my analogy for all these years has been that mine are in the teacher's lounge and I'm like the student standing outside going, can I come in? Can I like come in and find out what you're doing? And they're like, no, no, we're, we're working in here. Like... You got to do your thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I fit that description of what you're talking about. Yes, I was married. I'm currently divorced. Put two and two together there. Um, I was an only child. I don't have a lot of connections with a ton of, with a ton of family. Uh, so I was very isolated. I didn't know how isolated I was until things started happening that I wished I had a safe place to share that with. Mm-hmm. And realized I don't. And uh, so a lot of a lot of people feel that isolation, and I I am I am there too. I, I felt that. And when I learned about my team and my guides, and I mean my grandmother, and just when I started to realize how connected we really are, I remember having that aha moment of like, dude, that's true. Because you hear we're all connected. And I remember the day I went. It's true. <laughs> we are. I get it now. And uh, it, it was really helpful. But I love knowing that my team's there. I also know that my team spiritually will guide me in the direction that I need to, that I need to be guided into, even if it's a road bump, even if it's a, a block that I have to hit, because sometimes people step into intuition and say, well, everything's going to be great now no, you're still going to have your lows. You're just not going to have like tow truck ordering because your car broke down because you didn't listen lows. You're still going to need to get your car fixed. It's just not going to be as bad as it was. So sometimes the guidance does ask you to take a left instead of a right and it gets a little bit bumpy, but there's always reasons for that. And I know that there's a lot of people in this world that, uh, that, walk through really difficult things, things that are way more difficult than I've ever even experienced myself. And it's part of the path. So I do try to let people know life, you will be more empowered, you will be more in the driver's seat of your life and and further away from that feeling of, of being a victim. You know, it's not perfection, it's more being in the driver's seat. Which is which is really important. I like to say because we've all had it. I know I've had it, and you've probably had it. Um, and that is, you know, a bad country music song. Period. 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad died. So my, my dad died. My dog died. Uh, my wife left. I lost my house. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it goes. You know, like it goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. But all of those things happened to me for a reason, and it yes. be, it helped me become who I am today. It also eliminated a bunch of people from my life who I did not need to have in my life anymore. Yeah, and it and it's painful. And it's difficult. And if I've learned anything in this in this path, I've learned that when somebody you're working with is going through that, you show up present for them where they're at in the middle of their country song. Uh, you don't, you know, interrupt the country song to say, oh, it's all for a reason. That's like this rosy spirituality yeah, no, that's a right. little bit toxic, a <laughs> little bit toxic. However, you support, you support, you love, and you be present with them where they are now. And the day that they come past that and look back and go, now I can see, then you can have that conversation. Uh, but you be present with them wherever they're at. Because even I look through it, like I told you divorce, right? So I've, I've got, there's, I had that country song. And it happened a number of years after I opened up spiritually. And I lost a couple of friends and the marriage just wasn't going to survive. And it wasn't until after all of that, after the end of that dang country song that I went, wow, I'm free. I'm, I didn't know I wasn't free. Now I know I am. And now I know I can live way happier than I was before. But if you would have come into my life in the middle of it and like, this is all happening for a reason and that's all good. I probably would have punched you in the throat and been like, this is not happening. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, there was a period of time when I was, I was darn glad that I didn't own a gun. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, and obviously I just symbolically mean throat punch, never physically <laughs> would ever want to hurt someone, but it would be very, very infuriating. And yeah, you've had those moments where it's like, you need to be in what you're in, in the moment. Exactly. And then you can get through it. And it, it, you know, it's important. It's important. If somebody wants to work with you, Bo, how do they do it? Everything is at the sage method.com. Oh, yeah. well, that's easy. Yeah. The sage method. Oh, well, I, I try to keep it a hum. Yeah. So the, a hub, the T H E sage S A G E method.com. Very nice. Very nice. Because you, you've got uh, courses and you've got the community and you've got uh, videos and blogs and you've got all kinds of stuff. So um, I, I appreciate you. Number one, I appreciate you coming on the show. We met through some, now here's another one. We met mm-hmm. through a service called Podmatch, which by the way, if you're a podcaster out there, I highly, highly recommend that you use them. They're, they're really good. But we, we, we met just out of, out of the blue. And uh, I, I think that you are a wonderful human being and I really appreciate you. And I want you to come back. Will you do that? I will absolutely come back. Are you kidding? I was looking forward to this. We connected and chatted and I was like, all right, yeah, this is, we we're connected. This is good. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and uh, I would love to, uh, uh, I, I believe that there are more people if we had more people that were doing circles uh like you're doing and gathering like-minded people together that we would we would understand that uh what neil donald walsh said was true that we are all one yes yep yeah and we would be empowered because we would be connected and and quite literally and you know i was thinking about that 
Um, and when I first read that in 2001 or two, I've interviewed him like four times now, uh, but I interviewed, but I, but I read that we are all one. And I, and I stopped and I thought to myself, you know, if we all recognized that we are all one, we all come from the same place. We're all going back to the same place and we're all connected together. It would change everything game changer but we can't mm-hmm. seem to get that <laughs> oh no I'm, I'm not we're not all one i'm I'm not you know so i'm hopeful that over time that people will continue to grow in that are you finding because you've been doing this work for a while and we're going to run out of time here but we're finding and have you are you finding that more and more people are approaching this from a different perspective than they may have used to Yes, yes, especially over the last number of years. Uh, my analogy over the last couple of years has been it was a bucket of, of water that needed to get shook to get the mud up to the top. We're all looking at it real clear and we see what it is. And then everyone gets their chance to choose how they want to move forward in their life. Uh, when it comes to communication with my guides, I keep hearing over and over and over, uh, 2025 to 2028 is going to be a, a very lovely time. We are moving in that direction. I surely hope that you're right. Cause I'm tired of the way it's been. Um, well, I'm a Taurus. I'm always right. <laughs> That's not that's that's not exactly true. My wife is a Taurus too. No, no, it's not. But it's a good joke. It is, it is a, good a good joke. joke. Yes, it, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, and yes, stubborn Tauruses. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, are you going to write another book? I am actually. I just started it. Well, I need to unpack and move in, but I did just start it. <laughs> so, you? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's been a long time coming. And, and, and by the way, if you, anybody would like uh, to uh, go to my uh, Patreon page, I've, I just, I just did a movie, um, a five minute movie that I, that I would love to share with you on that. And all you got to do is, is uh, join me and, uh, and support and support my work. So um, I, I really was impressed. Have, have you ever done that where you've written something and then you go, holy mackerel, that's good. And then, <laughs> I, that was the only thing <laughs> cracking open book. <laughs> well, it's cracking, cracking open adventures of a reluctant medium. Get it. Um, also go and join the Sage circle. And also you can go uh, learn about the Sage method. If you, if you have a desire to learn more about your intuitive side, which can be very helpful to you and the folks that you're around and your family and, um, it can be very helpful. I've got just a couple of moments left. I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know. Anything, anything. Your world is created of more possibilities than you are aware of in this moment. And if you can return to that and return to a space of curiosity, doors will open. That's amazing. Say that again. I don't know that I can. well and and you're right because what you mean stay open to the possibilities Mm -hmm. because they and it's it is amazing how if you're open to the possibilities things just kind of open up before you yeah as soon as you can shift out of 
why is this happening to me and into I'm curious to see how this is going to unfold when you can step into that energetic and that mindset of curiosity and remain in awe of how many possibilities are out there broken down sob at the corner of a mechanic when you can realize that that's that's there and bring yourself back into it, it life gets very fun and interesting and creative and beautiful it is fun it is creative mm -hmm. and it is beautiful we've been talking with bo maxwell go to the sagemethod.com Bo, thank you and you got to come back i insist upon it and i want to thank everybody for being here we will see you wednesday and by the way be kind to one another because each other's all we've got because we're all one we'll talk to you next time mm -hmm.